sound of anybody's power warming up, Henry. Hail Hydra! Oh. It's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast about Captain America, the, su- <laughs> the Star Spangled Sentinel, and Steve Rogers. I'm Henry Gilbert, the host, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and I'm here with... Christopher Antistam. And let's get some more energy, people. Hi! Did you, see, did you see the Hail Hydra meme that's going on? Like, everybody... It's great. It's amazing. It. The best one I saw today was Paul Heyman whispering in Brock Lesnar's ear. It's great. Right yes. before... Taking down the Undertaker, cheap podcast, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, who are you, Brett? Brett, Brett Elston's here. Everybody. Brett Elston, the cooler, apparently. Come on, son. <laughs> the <What> cooler, <laughs> um, professional wrestler Glacier. <laughs> he was on. Uh, I was trying um, to get a spit take out of Henry. He was it. on a recent. Uh, <laughs> it almost happened. Well, <laughs> it it uh, he was fresh in my mind. It's why it wasn't a surprising references because mm-hmm. he was just on. A countdown of worst characters oh, on the WWE. Gimmicks thing, or? Worst gimmicks, yeah. Yeah, I should watch that. Actually, that it was like it was one hundred percent just some department at WCW said this Mortal Kombat thing's pretty oh, popular. Yeah. Yep. In nineteen ninety six, they say this. Yep, I remember seeing the. I remember I wasn't watching wrestling at all at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember flipping through the channels and seeing a commercial. What I guess was just a puff piece for this one wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, which thinking back on it now, I bet it wasn't a commercial. I bet I was inside a WWF show and there was a promo <laughs> running yep. that looks like a commercial. Mm-hmm. And it's like his freezing powers. And I'm like, wow, that's Sub-Zero. Anyway, yeah, they I got Glacier. a lot of uh, 70s porn to jerk off. Too. And then Glacier battled with, <laughs> uh, with the reptile clone Mortis. I don't even remember was, that. He, he was played the by... safety tortoise. He was, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I mean, he basically had the... Man, he had, man he had, without hats? He, was, he wore green, had black hair, and the um, uh, Sub-Zero mask. I almost put my hand over my mouth to it's indicate the mask. Which, yeah, it's a good Speaking thing. Speaking of putting hands over yeah. your face... Um, You're going to call us ugly. Uh, <laughs> no, if your fa- but if your hand is bigger than your face, you have cancer. Wait, What? We're Whack. all doing it. Oh. Oh. That's when you get hit in the face, you nerds. You got yeah. us. What a You're going to play the role of the jockey. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't had enough of that shit today? With all the Giants fans running everywhere? Oof, it's been a bad day for... It's uh, just a day where, like... I don't like feeling like a nerd. No, it's not a nerd. It's just like every time I'm like, you know, sports nerds are no different than us, ner- than, than a nerd about anything else. They, yes, they, they are. They've <laughs> done this. They've done that. But it's like the difference is society has made it completely okay to be loud, obnoxious about it. Yeah. And if I was that loud, and not, like if me and my six nerdy friends were being loud about Lord of the Rings <laughs> on a train, people I, would tell us to shut up. I'm trying to imagine. Let's go. Last of Us. Yeah. What about the, What about Last of well, Us? The narrative, like, I, there's, there's no <laughs> well, unifying change. I, I think the difference is that there are sports nerds who, like, they're obsessed with stats, so they're obsessed with... Right, these people like, just want to drink. Pe- and yeah, most of them are already like, drunk, actually. I like to drink. I want to watch people do a physical thing and play a, game, a physical right. game and drink. And they represent the place I am from, and I like that. Right, and like, I get all that. It was just when the sublime songs are being drowned out by <laughs> chance. Santeria for real? Yeah. It was just. It was uh, just, such a cool song. It is not a cool song. <laughs> and there's there are cool Sublime songs. I've heard them. Mm. Let's close this out with Step and Razor, bitch. Um, but anyway, about putting your hands over your face. This is breaking format a little, but it seemed like a segue that's now ruined. Oh my bad. Um, because the train full of Niners oh, fans. Fuck it. It was Sublime. Sublime yeah. ruined it. Uh, I have a Sublime reference. Okay. Uh, no, Sublime not in a band. Hand song. over the face. Yeah. Well, 
Talking about muffling when you're going to put your hand over your mouth, right? Uh-huh. Reminded me that a week ago we watched the Fantastic Four. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I unfortunately had to leave in the, after the first half hour. Oh, yeah, so we watched the 1994 too. I've Fucking seen four. four. I saw clips of, I, I know who you're talking about. Well, it's Doctor oh, Doom. Doom. Yeah. So we, we finally watched that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched that in Catwoman, which... Big Cat surprise! Was Catwoman was, was really terrible. So it's well. I gonna, was. We'll, I knew it was bad. Are we going to get I into wasn't. this? I'm guessing. Well, I mean, let's talk about it. Yeah, a little. No, it is it's, comic book. I think yeah. that was an excellent ju- juxtaposition. Yeah. The, what is reportedly the worst comic movie you could ever not see next to the comic movie that was marketed well and had a, sh- a shitload of money put into it mm-hmm. and has no heart and is unwatchable and yeah. boring and awful. And a mess. It's a mess, too. Like, it's, it's a total terribly. mess. And like, and even, but even like the, watching the Fantastic Four movie, like this is still strangely like a more pleasurable viewing experience. Yeah, than, no, than like I totally Fox went into movie. it ready to laugh. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I saw was like, this looks like it was shot like an earnest movie yes. because the way this, <laughs> the, the way this classroom is framed and the, I'm like, I've seen enough earnest shit to know what's, what, what's going on. <laughs> what's well, cheap but, cameras. It's cheap. sets. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, but then like literally the next scene where it's Reed and Victor mm-hmm. and I'm like, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, they're actually pretty spot on. Yeah, they understand their characters. They are college students together. Like, yeah. it is the story. They, I, they, I think the it's the story. It, it may be a good example. It, it was refreshing to me for this reason. Uh, it may be an example of, though, why Hollywood does not follow the story to a T. Because I don't... It, you watch that movie, and like, I don't know if the person who made this is the biggest Fantastic Four fan <laughs> in the world, mm-hmm. or followed the spreadsheet to a T and did not deviate from the subject matter in the slightest. Eh, well, I think... The executives did, they just the executives just needed a Fantastic Four film made. They didn't yeah, care it's, what it's, it was, but what it's it was. still it's still better than that because that's no, how people but, talk about it. They, no, I'm saying the executives weren't mm. interfering with stupid notes of like, "Hey, we hired Jessica Alba. Why isn't she in her underwear?" Yeah, where's the giant metal spider? Hey, we paid for Michael Chiklis. We want to see Chiklis. We don't want to see some guy who's rocks. Everybody mm. loves the chick, man. Yeah. Well, we got we got Julian McMahon's beautiful face. We're gonna put it behind metal. Who 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 the fuck would do that? So this, yeah. The so this earlier Fantastic Four movie takes like not only we're going to put it by metal, we're going to mic him from outside the metal. Yeah, no, he's mic'd like he is mic. Oh, Richard! We, we, we oh. Yeah, he needed to just re-record that. Do we call that uh, diegetic? The mic, the mic around I, the camera is picking up Doctor Doom's dialogue. There's I, no voiceover. I don't remember the the term for that. I learned in film class, but it's this natural sound. But yeah, like, it, like it, it was remarkably. Accurate to the or origin story, mm-hmm. uh, looped in an alarming number of characters, like mm-hmm. getting Alicia Masters mm-hmm. and who we assumed was Puppet Master, yeah, mm-hmm. and then like getting Doom and like yeah, there's the special effects are pretty hokey, obviously, but it's one of those movies where you're like, for one million dollars made in a month, this is like it's insane what they. Did. I don't mm-hmm. maybe not in 90- and Richards was really good. Reed maybe, Richards is like the perfect yeah, like maybe he's way not, better than the Fox ones. The way people wrote about it at the time in '94, maybe it wasn't passable in a post Jurassic Park world. I right. can see why that oh, would yeah. be acceptable, but in '85, as a oh, kid, yeah, I would have yeah. loved the shit out of that movie. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, meanwhile, like a Catwoman was just like heartless. No, it's it's unlikable for all generations. Yeah, no one will ever full like that cliches. Movie. Like nobody, women wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Comic fans wouldn't like it. Cotton Action nerds fans, will hate it. Yeah, and that there's no like her character is nothing. The actors hate being on it. You can look at them and be like, yeah. you can't stand being here. Sharon Stone was like crazy. Like it was, it wasn't very good. But we also saw another movie, which you know what we should talk about in the second half, just yeah, in case yeah, people yeah. don't want to hear sure. spoilers. Oh yes, 
as we normally do. I finally saw Grand Budapest. You're right. <laughs> I think our <laughs> listeners. I, have it. I think our listeners. You know, they. That's your first West. They've come to ex- our I watched Rushmore last night. Have come. How would you think? Hold on, I got to hear this. All right, <laughs> I got to hear this. It's my like my favorite movie. Uh, it was good. That's not enough. Uh, Rushmore is my favorite it. movie too. Yeah, you're not in, you're my... not alone in that club. I... Uh, no, it was great. It was weird because wa- I've been watching Wes Anderson films almost in reverse. Yeah. So seeing this one, it was good. I really liked it, but it was like this is the most grounded thing I've seen mm. from him. Whereas mm. like it was silly but never fantastical. Like yeah. it never. Goes... But it was the smallest budget. Right after that, he, he goes into like, well, I've romanticized grand hotels in New York City and Parisian clothing, and that's what all my movies shall feature. And this that's very clearly shot in rural Texas. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was really good. I'd uh, take dead aim on the rich ones. Yes. Get that them in the crosshairs. And I forgot about the, the OR Scrubs joke, which I remembered from back when there were trailers. <laughs> I just loved all those scenes of just Bill Murray just staring in the camera like him just throwing, empty, just dead. Him throwing <laughs> golf balls in the pool. Is yeah. like, I, I would... I. If more, if I think more people would get it, I'd use that as a reference to like how I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling just throwing golf balls in the pool, man, every day. Well, like when he meets, want to die. When Max meets him in the elevator and goes like, "How you feeling?" He's like, "I've been a little blue." Yeah, little he's got blue. two cigarettes in his mouth. And yeah. it's strangely, my favorite line from Rushmore, and I can't do it because it's diminished in the actual film. Unlock it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that he also hates his kids. Like, I like that he has yeah. these two sons. He's like, I kind of hate them. Never like, in a million years did I think I'd have two kids like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> his kids are such. It's that Pat Oswalt joke, tying it back into comics, where, like, I'm so worried about having a jock son. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Dad, I threw your Battlestar Galactica figure on the roof. Why don't you go up and get it? <laughs> oh, son. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, we'll talk about Winter Soldier in the next. Summer, uh-huh, but comic books that yeah. have been read. I read some. What about that? Okay. I I've finally caught up with uh, X Men stuff, so I read up on. Uh, well, I did two. Th- I read the Trial of Jean Grey, so that was all new X Men and Guardians of the Galaxy crossover, mm-hmm. uh, where the Shi'ar and Gladiator are, are like, wait, Jean Grey's back? Well, then. I like that galactic stuff. I like when X Men go galactic. Yeah, we got to put you on trial because, you know, it's that, you know, you go back in time and get Hitler. Do you put him on trial? <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. And they're like. And of course, X Men and Guardians are like, but she hasn't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Like you're hunting but, for sport, but you will. But I haven't. But you're gonna. But the fact I'm here means <laughs> I probably won't. And mm-hmm. basically, what happens is, uh, well, without spoiling the whole thing, but I mean, it takes it to an interesting place where she does not become Dark Phoenix, but all of this strife and stuff does awaken something in Jean Grey. Hmm. And it's a pretty big, it's a, actually, it's a drastic character change. Well, I have noticed they've been slowly well, for her powers anyway. Well, I noticed that when she first appeared. Like that old X Men crew, Bendis was left with a situation where, like, if you read it, if you if you actually read the old X Men comics, Jean Grey sucks. Like she, yeah, she has trouble with like five bricks. She's yeah. like, "Ooh, I don't know if I a man tell me what to do." When, I, like, when it's like man writing woman in the sixties, you realize <laughs> bricks lifted by your head probably don't have weight like they do in real life. So don't worry about it. I'm sure she can move the goddamn bricks. She Otherwise, she similar, wouldn't be an expert. Yeah. She was a similar type of useless as as invisible uh, woman. As invisible woman. Yeah. So that's why when Claremont took her over in the se- mid late seventies, like or mid to late seventies, it was a big deal that he upped yeah. her powers crazy. Yeah. He he is a big fan of powerful women. Like he upped, he made them all like no. Jean Grey could kill every other member of the X-Men. Mm. Like, easy. No problem. Mm. But anyway. Yeah, it was a good book. Yeah, it's a crossover with Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's one of those where you got to buy both. Uh, Are you doing that anyway? Part, 
part one, part two, part three, part fours, and oscillating comics. But they're good, and it's just so weird seeing Angela just there. Like, she's, yeah, she's, she's just, just hanging around. Just like, hanging yeah, around. I'm Angela. I'm a, I'm a Marvel character now. Yeah. Hey, but she's it no ha- longer a villain. I knew a guy <laughs> named something who I can't say. <laughs> uh, yeah. His name was uh, a. You know he looks kind of like the Prowler, spawn? that guy that Marvel. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He looks kind of like Deadpool with a cape. <laughs> no, he's totally the Prowl. Like Spawn rips off the Prowler. Like mm. if you look at comics, uh, Todd McFarlane that I know of did at least one, drew at least one Prowler backup comic from Spider Man. Mm. You look how he draws Prowler, like this. You at least got inspiration to start drawing, making up Spawn from this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I finished that up, and I mean. It has it's a, it's a really interesting status quo changes. Well, also, yeah, the, uh, someone leaves the team, um, and then Jean Grey's kind of changed pretty forever. Wow, and they uh, got new costumes, right? Uh, they that was a little early, a oh, little okay. prior to this, but it's good. Um, and then I also I read the last issue of Animal Man, which was just a big <laughs> fart noise because <laughs> like it was just this big re. Uh, I it was one of those issues that felt like I paid three dollars and read this in three minutes, like. Mm. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I blew through it so quick, but I'm like, yeah, this didn't feel like it actually resolved. It was just one mm-hmm. big epilogue, and it's nice, I guess, to see where everyone ends up or whatever, but it was like, this didn't really seem like any more of a satisfying ending than an issue before that ended with the big tease of him being like, I'm our space guy. Everything's going to be okay from now on. Giant ominous space creature looking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, teaser, I, teaser, teaser. And it's like, that's also a fine ending. Uh, I don't know. I know the listeners say... I, I've read it enough times. Like, seriously, mm. quit dumping on DC. But, like... I think yeah. they're in a bad spot, dicks. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you like these characters. They're the not characters exactly... characters are cool. Do I, you want me to shit on Age of Ultron again? I can. Yeah, yeah. we did that too. It's But, yeah, DC... The mainline DC books they're producing are just... They are... There's a lot of executive meddling, I, mm-hmm. I feel, that is, like, fucking up the books. Especially, and we are talking about Animal Man, a comic we've been very kind to. No, it's mm-hmm. mostly great. That the world was kind to was one of their the biggest things leading uh, the New 52, and has now petered out in two years. Yeah. For re, for re, were they, did the audience want it to stop? Well, though, I mean, in, in, its, in their defense, or, like, as Devil's Advocate... Marvel also cancels books really fast. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they'd give something maybe twenty four issues too. To, uh, they don't cancel the books that ever. Like Animal Man was the first book I got recommended from the New yeah. Fifty Two. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, it is the one that makes headlines when you talk about the best of the year. Like the Captain, Marvel tends to just cancel lately. Oh, are you past thirty? Well, new number one. Yeah, new number yeah. one. Not or you're canceled. Not, not necessarily just, like the sales are gone. It's just yeah. like for some reason we're and the, and the writer <laughs> decides to stay with the company, whereas that is yeah. not the case. With DC. Well, that's yeah. That is that is the other thing that hurts my appreciation for DC. Just how many, how many artists and writers they're chasing off. Like it, it you can see it in what's what's going on. And like, I, I saw Catwoman. Yeah, <laughs> that nobody that said an anything or, or intervened in any way. So that's another thing that. Um, Oh, uh, well, what I read. Is that all you read? Yeah, and I'm catching up with Avengers Arena, which is pretty good so far. I was, just read the first issue. Here's uh, a nice... Yeah, it's all in Marvel oh, Unlimited. Sorry. It's on Marvel Unlimited, that's okay. all. Oh, so I need I to... Just the yeah. one guy without all, Marvel Unlimited. It was good. Here. I need to uh, I need to use that more. I don't use it enough. I, yeah. but, well, uh, if hey, you Winter Soldier stuff, I think, is all in Marvel Unlimited, so mm-hmm. if you have it... You, uh, it was yeah. also on sale on Comixology, Yeah, that's, But that's the decision I had to make, because like I, you gave me the omnibus, and I mm-hmm. was reading the first three issues. I'm like, this, this is great. You have I'll, I don't have it anymore. I oh, gave it back. No, wait, yeah. But, uh, it, yeah, I it back. Let's okay, get personal. Right. Let's get personal. Uh, they were all on sale on Comixology. Oh, all 42 issues for 99 cents. That's half a year of... 
That's mm-hmm. half a year of Marvel Unlimited. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. I had to... And then, well, I tell you what else I was reading? Sure. You, uh, I don't know, we were having a... We did have, like, an hour-long comics... Con, like, a very organic uh, buddy conver, comic conversation on the train. Oh, you know, yeah. like oh, car, nice. car battery died and ended up on a train, so... It was, <laughs> it was morning. I wasn't, like, even used to talking with people at, at, like, that time of day. And, like, we just... The guy sitting across from us, you didn't maybe have to make eye contact with him. He's like, "Will you guys just shut up about comics?" He was giving us that eye. I'm like, "No, no, we won't. We won't at all. We talk about comics on a podcast once a week, and yet for some reason we still have time to talk. We're like still enthusiastically talking about comics at seven in the morning. Wow. In the morning. Uh, and, and we somehow got on the subject of Supreme Power, which I've never ever heard of. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. If can anybody encapsulate it a little better? Well. So it's uh, the Justice League in the real world, right? Well, it is, but so Supreme Power was Straczynski in like oh three, oh four, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And Gary Frank, who's an awesome artist. Oh, the art's great, and it's a, it's there's a, I think it's a twelve issue or six issue trade. I can't remember which. Um, I think it was 12. It's, 12. it's eighteen. So I got it's eighteen. Well, the first was twelve, and then sorry. they had a six issue to follow it. Yeah, it's a six issue trade with an eighteen issue max run. Yeah, so the max run is Supreme Power one through whatever it gets into maybe the twenties, the, the the full run. 18. So I bought that that trade, read it, and then bought the single issues after that point. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, it's a it itself is a mature max max take on a seventies or eighties comic, Squadron Supreme. Yeah, Squadron Supreme. Who before Never. that in the in just in Avengers in the seventies they said. Hey, everybody wants to see Justice League versus the Avengers, so let's just have them open up a parallel universe and have a bunch of people come out who are pretty much the Justice League of yeah, the no, era totally and have them fight. Yeah, Hyperion is Superman, and uh, there's... what's the what's the Wonder Night- Woman, Nighthawk? Uh, there's yeah. uh, the Doctor Doctor Rainbow, who's no, uh, Green uh, Lantern. Doctor, I... yeah, they they find a Doctor Green... Spectrum. Spectrum, yeah, a, a Green Lantern equivalent. So this was a max. You know, R-rated take on that, which was trying to do a very real take on. No, what would have happened if during the fifties mm. the uh, government would steal? A, a well, I guess not baby. so much during the fifties, like, but just they like, take it. Superman crash lands into Earth. Yeah. So instead of in Mon Pa can't find him, and instead of raising him, the government real. It's like in the eighties, so the government realizes, hey, a fucking foreign object crashed crashed the atmosphere. There's no way you're keeping that baby. Oh yeah. shit, he has superpowers. We'll raise him. And brainwash him to think he's all American. Will indoctrinate mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So then, the but then he ends up becoming this catalyst for like, well, in your ship was this thing that gave this pilot Green Lantern powers, mm-hmm. and then this all attracts the attention do, of these Amazon they, people. Do they make? I mean, it's it's like six issues in, but they imply that the ship is the forebearer of all superpowers. I get. It's been ten years probably since I've read it, so I don't remember. They it. they make it sound like. It was it was the harbinger of superpowers in general. Hyperion well, is the first. Superman is the first. And what was in Superman's ship mm. is what leaks out in the universe. And well, Nighthawk is people. just he's Batman, he's Batman. except a but black racist. guy who only helps black people. Yeah. <laughs> but totally racist. It's awesome. And yeah. then, well, then meanwhile, Wonder Woman is just naked. That's her power. To yeah. be. I, I don't I, forget about Aqua. Lady. I wasn't against her oh, yeah. being. Na- I wasn't against her being naked. I mean, it was an interesting choice, and it was something you couldn't see in a regular comic, but. On a certain level, it felt to me they were like, hey, this doesn't seem max enough. Like, make it something you couldn't draw in a Marvel But comic. that's like, what I am like. I do like about it is that the way it uses the max license mm. with a little bit of subtlety. Like, there's there's five issues with no cursing or nudity at all. Like, this, yeah. it didn't need to be a max title. But when it does, and the only, only reason I looked at that is because, and again, not bashing DC, it's just silly comic shit. Wonder Woman is an 
immortal god mm-hmm. and dresses like a stripper. Like, and, mm. and when you do see immortal gods, it's like, I don't give a shit about your earthly clothes. Yeah, why do like, I feel well, shame? I don't I'm care. a fucking like, god. And, like, and so, like, it seems okay, like, uh, oh, you're still wearing clothes, whatever. Like, you'll get used to being comfortable with yourself when you live forever. <laughs> and But yeah, that, so that, that, so that, yeah, so then I, we got to talking, so I gave Chris the trade, and I think you read it all already, or? Yeah, uh, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm in issue 12. Okay. Um, and then I have all the issues after that, but I, I, I don't know if that's on Comixology or not. But. It, it is still Max 18, and it mm. splits into... So, like most Straczynski things, it starts pretty strong with a solid <laughs> premise, and then around issue 12, 15, you're just like... Yeah, see, that's... We're not, what, we're not giving it any Watchmen comparisons, but I think that's also apt. That's what happened with... Um, Rising Stars. Did either of you guys read that? Like, it was this really cool Straczynski's first comics he made with Image. Like, he teamed up with Image to make it. And they were these really cool, like, concepts. Like, one, uh, the one I remember was Rising Stars. And it was, it was this thing where a meteor crashed in this town and, uh, in this small town. And everybody who, every child that was in, in any stage of pregnancy at the time it crashed was born with some sort of superpower. So there was like 150 super Oh, no, I, okay, super sorry, beings. yes. I, I actually bought this, I think. I haven't read it yet. And it anyway, I'm not going to spoil There's some really cool moments in the first year of it. Mm-hmm. And then the second year, it starts off strong, and then it like gets shitty in the middle. And it, <laughs> and it just, I, I never saw the end of it. I don't even know if he did the end. Like, that's the thing. Straczynski has a long history of starting with a cool concept and never finishing it. Like, I think it, it might be... Being a, having suffered from some creative woes, like I have this great plan mm-hmm. for this series that ends. Mm-hmm. This is popular. Oh shit! <laughs> I told the story I wanted to tell, uh, and now it's got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Or even worse, like now I have to extend the story I wanted to tell. Well, now the first year of Rising Stars ends with end of Act One. Like mm-hmm. it was always planned to be Act One mm-hmm. and a three act thing. And then in Act Two, we just kind of stopped in the middle. Like, of it. But I'm really enjoying Supreme Power. It's very Watchmeny. It's very. I, I love. Uh, one of the things you have to accept when you like you don't you don't get the benefit of, and I'm saying this is someone who's having who just had a comic renaissance like two years ago, mm-hmm. is that you open up any issue of any comic from Marvel, DC, Image, and you are already in a world with superheroes in it, mm-hmm. and you just need to accept that immediately. And like yeah. all the all those comics, start, superheroes like, are normal. Yeah, yeah. It, it starts with the idea like. I love how society would get used to the first superhero. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, no, and that, it, that, that Supreme Power chose a very specific portion, uh, a, t- a timeline. Like, there's multiple presidents who appear. Yeah, like Carter, I think, is in there, and yeah, Reagan, B- and, or Bush. Bush. Bush Sr. comes, yeah. stops by several times. Yeah, but you, you should definitely read Rising Stars. Yeah, it sounds cool. It's, it's pretty good. Um, and a real... I didn't. Uh, I didn't read much. I did get uh, another Marvel omnibus mm-hmm. that I love. That is, it With... is stuff I have a couple of collections of before. But it is the Roger Stern Spider Man omnibus, which is every single issue of Spider Man that Roger Stern wrote in the eighties, which amounts to fifty two comics. Which Would you at least check Roger... if that's on Marvel Unlimited next time. But it, but it wouldn't be an omnibus that a big book on my <laughs> shelf. It can crush me in an earthquake. It's so far away from me. You guys have seen where my bed yeah, is and I where have. my bookshelf is. It can't reach me. But it might it might fall and shatter the floor. and then yeah, I'm dead at that point. Pro- yeah, that's true. If it's that bad. Yeah, come on. Um, uh, but, uh, so that's got to be some black costume stuff, right? Only 52. He, he scripted 52 to 52. 
okay. He scripted 252, and that was his last issue. Or no, he plotted 252. DeFalco scripted it, and DeFalco took over. Uh, for, uh, DeFlacco. Tom DeFlacco. DeFalco. DeFalco, yeah. Is it 252? I'm two, okay. It is. He fight, yeah, he fights Hobgoblin in 250. Mm-hmm. That was the last fully written Stern issue. Okay. Issue 251. Cover is... Spider-Man's hand out of the water holding mask. Hobgoblin's mask. Yep. 252. <clears throat> Spider-Man's symbiote. Yep. Right. For some and reason I thought it was 272 all of a sudden, but I think that's just because by saying 252 it made my brain go, no, like, yeah. it was something else when that was not it. But yeah, so it's it's just a, an era of Spider-Man. It's always been my favorite. I love, I love Roger Stern. Like, he was, his 80s Spider-Man stuff was the best Spider-Man of its era, I would say. Uh, but yeah, so I read that, and then I also uh, I read a couple interesting things for this uh, website called Bitch Magazine, which is a <laughs> feminist magazine. Uh, fe- My friend wrote magazine. for that actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this was uh, it was a series of uh, comic strips about gender in comics, which mm. was interesting. I liked it, but uh, it did have an interesting point that uh, in the early days of comic books. Lots of people of different genders and age groups mm. read comic books, but then eventually in the 60s, they're like, oh, mm. superheroes are what's selling to boys. Let's just focus on that. And not, yeah. not, ex- not everybody was doing that, but most were. And so then it just... No, I think if you read about Marvel and DC, that's kind of, that yeah. kind of, their respective companies were publishing comics of all kinds mm-hmm. and decided to focus. And then on. have the direct market like, got even more into it, that mm-hmm. it was... The direct market was you sell directly to only the comic book fans. You make comic book stores to sell to comic book fans. And it just gets so fucking insular that it's hard for a, a man who kind of likes superheroes to even get into it, let alone a woman. Like, So, yeah, it was just – and it, had, it also offered solutions. It was not just complaining for complaining's sake, which is what women do, guys. Yeah, Am I right? Always, yeah. man. No, no. Lippy dames. Um, well, since we're going to talk about Cap in the second half, hold on. You didn't let me finish. Oh, fine. I know. It sucks when I talk. But uh, I wanted uh, – here's my new segment. What are you hoping to read? Oh, eh? I see. Huh? One, one – because it's just – they all came out mm. today. Uh, all new dupe? Fucking – Dupe yeah. number one. I love Dupe. It's Is by it? Mike Allred, right? In um, Peter Milligan. Yeah, Milligan. Yeah. Yes, they're both on. There's a fucking Dupe number one. No, I love the That's Dupe. Fantastic. I love the Dupe is sticking around. Have you guys read it? You you bought Ecstatics, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that one issue of I think it's at 17 of uh, uh, Wolverine and the X Men, where you just see it's what Dupe, Dupe does. Yeah. And it was great. It's beautiful. Dupe shouldn't be awesome, but he is. I love that Dupe is this omnisexual creature that <laughs> everybody is attracted to. Like he, and that he can he can beat Thor. Like he fought Thor in an Ecstatics comic, which was both a joke, but also it made it work. Like he's just fighting. Dupe is fighting Thor. You think like, well, Dupe's not gonna be anything to Thor and then like he catches Majolnir in his mouth or he doesn't catch it but it flies into his mouth and when it flies out Dupe then just copies Mjolnir and they just start <laughs> having a fight with just smashing each other with hammers is he Kirby? What? Yeah. Yes, he is he's Kirby. very much he like Kirby. Kirby he is kind of Kirby, Kirby without obviously. feet uh, he's, he's great I and, love, love Dupe that's out and I had a glorious moment because uh, I am never treated uh, like I'm not treated as the serious comic fans that you guys are because I know because like I'm alerted to comic news by being included in tweets with you guys last. <laughs> it's like they really want to let you guys know. But like I'm the one on here talking mostly about Invincible 
Oh. And, and everybody... I read about a thing that happened today. See, I didn't read about that thing. Instead, I got a lot of tweets from people um, saying, uh, did you... Yeah, Boxy Mark was like, one, 110, we need to talk about this. And mm-hmm. like, I never get... I have not got that in the history of the show. And I've seen you guys get it. So for me, it was a milestone, and I'm I'm three issues behind. But like, yeah, I can't wait. I have no idea what happens, but I know Kirkman is not afraid to he's shake edgy. things up. He's edgy, man. He really I, it's is. it's almost like someone like I barely like this job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not not in a bad way, but it's like, yeah, I'll fuck your world up in a second. I don't give a shit. I don't Which character you do you anything. like the most? Yeah. I do like that. Well, what I'm hoping to read is uh, I just bought Batman sixty six, mm-hmm. the collection of. New stories set in the Adam West verse, written yes. w- with great artists. It was and and uh, written by Jeff Parker. Was it a collection? Yeah, they just collected it. It was a bunch of digital issues. Now it's in a physical book. How many issues does it contain? Uh, I believe the equivalent of five standard issues. How much comics. did it cost you? I don't even know, honestly. Like, <laughs> I pre-ordered it so long ago, and it was on Amazon. Like I, I would like to point no out idea. that all those issues are ninety-nine cents and optimized for digital viewing. Yeah. If you paid more than $5, you have a problem. I said they were the size of five standard issues, Whoa. but those 99-cent issues are more like 16 pages. So really, it combines 10 issues worth of those things. That was very schoolyard how you just right. told me. Okay. And furthermore. And furthermore. <laughs> That's how you throw the break. Uh, wait, no, there's comic news. All right, we'll just talk about the we'll talk about the movie news on the other side of the break, and then Captain America thoughts and your answers to last week's question of the week and break. Hey, welcome to the break, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast on the Laser Time Podcasting Network. And you know, if you love us, you can help us out in a multitude of ways. There's that, uh, if you go to lasertimepodcast.com, there's a PayPal button. You click on that, you give us some money, it helps us out. We we can keep the, the lights going. It's tax time, guys tax season sometimes you got to pay taxes on stuff and you don't uh, you don't expect how much you got to pay it sucks or you can buy a t-shirt through the t-shirt store that's right below that paypal button you look really cool in a in a laser time t-shirt or you can buy something from amazon from the amazon links that are on the right side of the screen buy anything on the right side be uh in a little bit of money goes to us or you can just click on it and buy anything through that uh, new tab that opened. You could buy a pair of socks, or six pairs of socks, or 12 pairs of socks, which is what I bought. I bought six pairs, and then I bought another six just because I thought, I like this style of sock, and I don't want to run out of it. Let's get it just another six. And I just reordered it through Laser Time. I gave us money myself just by buying socks. Do the same thing. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, review, 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 please. And lastly, now it's time for the Hanks Corner Pick of the Week. Hmm, this is a toughie. You know what, I wouldn't normally suggest buying a giant omnibus, and I would like to not keep saying Spider-Man stuff, but seriously, the Spider-Man Roger Stern book, it is formative Spider-Man stuff. Maybe I'm also suggesting it because it'll cost you 80 bucks and we'll get more money that way through Amazon, but I promise you... 
It is a great $80. 80 bucks for 50 issues of Spider-Man. The greatest issues of Spider-Man that ever were. Andrew is the Hobgoblin, one of his best enemies. I love that book so much. So much fun. You can buy that and a bunch of other books we talked about on this episode through a link on this week's episode page on lasertimepodcast.com. And now back to the rest of the show, which includes Captain America spoilers! Avengers Assemble! America. And welcome back to the podcast brought to you by Carl's Jr., <laughs> the, uh, the home of the extra bacon yeah. sandwiches. You know, I, I didn't end up tweeting it, but the if you hear us keep bitching why, why we wish Marvel had control of their films, like, I feel like go. they wouldn't have done that. They, I don't think they would have. <laughs> Poor, so, impressionable youth who had to star as quick, that Quicksilver and eat a burger at Lightning Yeah, Street. the problem... Yeah, so in case you don't know, guys, uh, Carl's Jr. has a marketing blitz uh, going on. Slash Hardee's if you're in the slash Midwest Hardee's, or South, yes, I guess. Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. They're doing a deal with the X-Men Days of Future Past mm-hmm. to sell burgers and things with extra bacon on it. They have the letter X, tra bacon sandwiches. And toys. And which, toys. Which concerns me because it's a Carl's Jr. up the road. That I hate going to. Well, but ooh, I like toys. Look, ooh. there, there is li- there are a few things in the world I like more than eating a greasy MSG soaked breakfast biscuit. I love it so much, <laughs> but I've kicked that habit. I, I used to back when I had a car and I lived in Florida every Saturday and maybe every other Wednesday. If I'm being totally <laughs> honest, I would be like, "All right, Why breakfast time." I think it was because I I didn't have class that it day. Is the day we record the show. I hey, just had whoa. class that day, but. But I didn't have class that day. But anyway, uh, yeah, I I love those breakfast biscuits. They're so bad for you. I really love their biscuits and gravy. Uh, yeah, that too. Those it's are really good, but, good. But a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, it just ugh, yeah, I, tasty. They're, and my problem delicious. was like... You know they're the, most, they're the most unhealthy things in every fast food menu, though, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a biscuit like, it's alone is the horrible. It's, a, it's like two sticks of butter, and then, and then you have cheese, bacon, and eggs. <laughs> Get a McGriddle. But it's like, yeah, if your if your job is then to go like carry bales of hay with your bare hands, <laughs> yeah. then yes. yeah, you'll use all those calories and shit. So that's fine. I can justify that in this. Uh, what is Dream Drink? Steel Reserve. Yeah. After, <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, but uh, I I am very tempted to have at least one of those extra bacon. So this is bacon egg and cheese biscuits. I love, and they the one that Quicksilver is eating in the commercial <laughs> is the extra bacon, which comes with four extra slices of bacon. Jesus, I just. Like it matters. 550 calories is what, how much it is. One so, I, is. so I could eat three in a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's more like, uh, it's just like, I mean, I, this is in, inevitable. Like, you, you, big company wants to make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. You got to do a lot of tie-ins, and that happens with everything. So, mm-hmm. fair enough. Well, and but, superheroes have been advertising junk food sure, for that, generations. Hostess yeah. snack cakes yeah, yeah. alone. My problem is just that Quicksilver's faster than what they portray in that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. like it as the first glimpse. As he, that is totally not what I expected the complaint as, to be. As he drops the bacon, I'm like, he would have already solved this. Yeah, it was weird. To, like, he's he's pretty fast. It was your preview of what 
Quicksilver special effects look yeah. like. And that after too. only seeing Quicksilver in stills, to have the next time Peter's you see delayed. him in emotion, the first time yeah. most people see him in motion is in a fucking Carl's Hardy's Jr. Commercial, Car- Hardy's yeah. commercial. Yeah, you're just like, My, oh, dear. I still can't say Carl's Jr. My concern was more. I've, I've been twisted living out here long enough. It was always Hardy's to me. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to this in the spoiler territory. But I just <laughs> hey, saw man. Quicksilver, and he didn't look like that. And now that's the one the majority of people will be familiar with for the next, mm-hmm. for until at least 2015, when another right movie. Here. Well, who's going to actually see this? Uh, Days of Future Past. I don't think it'll get in the no, cultural. No, I think more guys. people are going to see the fucking Hardings commercial than Days of Future Past. That's <laughs> yes, what Quicksilver yeah. will look like in the hearts and minds of the public. I don't think anyone who's. They don't, they don't even remember. Does it, like, does it like, say I'm Quicksilver? Like, like, the, like the public won't have any idea those are even the same characters. I do, do believe I saw a still on screen that said like Quicksilver yeah. from Days Right, of but like past. literally a year from now, like nah, no, one no one's going to remember. But yeah, I feel like I, I don't feel like you would see the Avengers in a in a Hardy's commercial. Like I don't. I don't They're know. much more of a Denny's crowd, I think. Yeah, that's so. true. Well, I mean, the Hobbit did Denny's. No, like, I know Hobbit's is... been up Denny's ass for a long. Everybody they... does this, but stuff. you didn't like... see Ian McKellen like uh, hawking the Grand Slam. <laughs> no, that why well, uh, comparatively, when Batman Returns was doing McDonald's stuff or was about to, like right. it was part of the deal that he didn't eat the food. Like he was he, like, I'm not eating this shit. He didn't eat the like, food. Batman I, doesn't eat this shit on camera. Ma- there was all those marketing tie-ins, and it was either scenes from the movie. A Batman stand-in, but Alfred did everything. Yeah, no, man. Alfred, Alfred drinking the Diet Coke. Alfred like. did everything. He drank, ate, and suggested everything by name. <laughs> Poor old man. Will you be using your Players Club visa, Master <laughs> Wayne? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's no... it's no. What makes this worse than most of them is just that it makes Quicksilver just look stupider. Like, he already looked dumb. <laughs> Oh, just yeah, looks, yeah, I picked the one the one thing we were most worried about in the yes. about the film and made him a star of a I still love commercial. I don't remember her name but the mm-hmm. the lady uh, Kryptonian from Man of Steel her super speed effects were oh, awesome. they are, yeah that was yeah. great yeah. that was really cool uh, then also in the news Archie's gonna get killed yeah, yeah. is that not in Life with Archie either? it is in Life with Archie it is it is in the final no 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 it's not in After last, Life with Archie well it's the last no no it's in Life with Archie I know that, but that's like I think a lot of people are like they kept showing images of Afterlife with Archie uh-huh. the very serious fucking crazy zombie comic Archie comics is running right now mm-hmm. like it is it is fucking absurd yeah, yeah. But now, life with Archie, it started it as the publicity stunt of who will Archie marry? Mm-hmm. And then it's really just fan fiction one where he marries Betty, one where right. he marries Ron. It's like the, the, the far flung future of Archie, and then he dies. Yeah. Well, Heroically saving someone. Well, yeah, so it's just they've reached the end of the series. They're like, yeah, we're done. Well, what's the last publicity stunt we can do with this? Yeah, kill Archie. Okay, yeah. cool. Like, but it doesn't the, count anyway. Like Archie's right. not even going to be dead in the current comics for any of Yeah, because I mean, you still have Afterlife with Archie, and you still have uh, just, regular, just regular, regular Archie. Ass Archie. Which you is, still have Archie marries Betty and Archie marries Veronica. No, that mm-hmm. ends with his death. No, that's the last issue. No, there are a couple. No, but when uh, uh, like, God, yeah, I usually close that out. Like sixty years from now, when Archie comes back as the Winter Soldier, <laughs> it'll be. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it has there's a number of special yeah. covers too, including one that is is a clear reference to the gut shot dying Captain America from the, from when oh, he got really? killed in twenty five. Oh yeah. Same with uh, and there's one that is just an an Alex Ross photorealistic style cover <laughs> of the Archie at their at their most dopiest looks. Like wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Look them up, guys. Look them up. That I, I you I have to admire that. 
the company is so not desperate, but like so willing to do anything with that character. Like they never treat it very seriously. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's cool now. Let's let's do them with with every school. But even before like that kind of dude, Archie met the Punisher yeah. over a decade ago. Their job is to keep Archie contemporary. That is their job. That is only that's the only job with Archie. And that's so, so crazy. You got to keep him in the cultural zeitgeist. So you do whatever you can. Like that, have a crossover with Glee. Do that. Have an issue where George Takai comes to town. <laughs> Hello, Archie. Well, though it's, it's so weird to be like, oh, it's a drawn, a drawn celebrity cameo. Like, I guess they at least gave you their seal of approval to appear in it. But any any celebrity can appear in a comic. You just draw them. Unless it's the real kiss, which Archie has met. Well, and then lastly, <laughs> there was uh, last thing I want to talk about in news before we hop into Cap. Mm. The first Spider-Man, t- Amazing Spider-Man two reviews are out, mm. and which also led me to find out that, like, I was bitching on this uh, podcast before that Captain America was out in the UK a week mm. early. Fucking Sp- Amazing Spider-Man is out there two weeks early. Wow, it's really? out next Friday in Europe. And and May second, two weeks later in America. I wonder what uh, it's yeah, pretty really nuts. Ba- I'm like, pretty baffled by that. That we big get of a break? everything. Yeah, it, we get everything first. Europe. It's just weird for Marvel to be late. Like I, I know we typically well, get all... it's Sony. It's not Marvel. It's... No, but Marvel, Marvel movies come there a week. Yeah, first. okay. Yes, like, you're right. You're right. But even then, Sony, why, why, why Europe? Like, there's got to be some reason that I'm the missing. only reason I can think of is that um, is it piracy? I think it has to be piracy. Because I think there's there's a well there's a we have a way bigger population and all of us kind of know how to pirate a movie very easily. We'll pirate it first, yes. better. Yes. So it's the pi- so they're punishing us. The you know, American you know, film, you know, it literally only takes one person to see that movie, right? Oh, I know. So I, one yeah. person in all of Europe can still do this. Yeah, yeah but it's it's still like just one. Uh, having watched as many cams as I have, which I don't do anymore, uh, I've. Never heard an American accent in the audience, and you do hear the audience when mm-hmm. those are being filmed. It, it's always from America. Yeah, otherwise the I, digital I version, just Malaysia, Malay, like Malaysia at least, least. I just don't get it. I mean, I've seen this with some video game, uh, like from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last couple of years, Europe and American branches have been really like Europe's been releasing stuff a little mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just like the Sony of Europe group says. No, we need money this month. We need that. We need that money this month. We are going to put it out now. I wanted to say that, like, chalk it up to that, but then yeah. the, the, it's happened too consistently with Marvel movies. It's every, mm-hmm. well, it's, it's every Marvel movie. Yeah. They don't operate by months. You operate by a whole fiscal year. No, so that's that, true. Yeah. And quarters and yeah. shit. Now you're right. Eh, it's just it's sucky. Like, if I was more invested in seeing Amazing Two, I'd be really mad. I but. think it's 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 a sad byproduct of how connected Americans are. Well, meanwhile, the the reviews are out now. The reviews went live yeah. this today, mm. which was crazy. Like the they, reviews are, of this are like, are they like the, it's fine. The, that was pretty <laughs> much. I, I read IGN's review, and that was pretty much it. That it was a six point nine, sixty nine. <laughs> that sounds about right. And that they said like, oh, Peter's cool. Well, that uh, Garfield is a good Peter and a great Spider Man who's fun and is enjoying it. And the director still seems like he's most comfortable filming conversation scenes between Gwen and Peter. And that there's even some really cool uses of the spider sense in it. Mm. But the problem is that the main villain of the film, who is, is Electro, feels like an accessory to it. And that you can hear the cogs churning of like, eh, we got to start building up to these other three sequels. Right, right. Like, which is just gross. Like, uh, well, it's not gross, but I feel like 
that's getting in the way of telling any type of story. Like if you yeah. you want to spend time with Peter to tell Peter's story, but then if you have to section off like, well, we need twenty minutes to build up to each uh, the the Sinister Six movie, the Venom movie, <gasps> and the next Spider Man movie. And yeah. do you hear who was attached to do that? Uh, the Cabin in the Woods director, True correct? Dar, the guys who, who's handling the uh, Defender, Daredevil, right? Or, the, yeah, the Daredevil uh, Netflix mm-hmm. stuff. The guy did he wrote directed Cabin in the Woods. Um, oh, it, that's cool. And wait, no, he's doing something. Yeah, that, but that's the weird. He's the first crossover person. <laughs> yeah, that he's a Marvel Studios guy and now Marvel working. Studios guy and working on a Marvel product with another studio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just disappointing to read that. But I mean, I was happy to read in some reviews that it was like, well, I'm going to, obviously, I reserve judgment till I see it. But Damn right. I, I liked that it said, hey, Spider-Man doing spider stuff is cool. The fights are really cool. And that they use his spider sense visually in a new way or slightly different ways. Like, I like that. I hmm. That's enough for a mission for me. And that he's doing all that stuff in his cool Spider-Man in his accurate I Spider-Man suit. Thought accurate. About that, though. Did, accurate. Did they do a lot of spider sense shit with Toby, Toby Madge? I remember in the first movie, there's definitely like, uh, remember when the bully was about to punch him and then it just all yes. goes super slow. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that. Yes. And also, no, when his spider sense comes back, in Spider-Man yes. 2, mm-hmm. they did it then too. And also he can see the end of the train about mm-hmm. to hit. Like his Spider-Sense was doing stuff there. So yeah, that's pretty much what Spider-Man 2 is all about. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess, I. but I was also reading that the Sinister Six movie might have no Spider-Man in it. I just assumed it wouldn't. But, so it's just villains? Just villains hanging out? I guess. Ugh. I'm not into that. And then, like, which six it's going to be? Because the Sinister Six makeup is, you know, kind of different from era to era. Yeah, there's there's definitely consistent people. Well, but. you have to think Electro and Rhino would be in it since they're getting introduced in this film. Yeah, as with the Green Goblin. Yeah, even though he's typically not. And then they in the trailer they make a very they make a very obvious like, oh, and here's Doc Ock, right? And here's Vulture, Vulture. like yeah. so. And then there's a lizard. They just get back to the lizard. Uh, so, yeah. boom. Yeah, I know. You you forget the lizard even existed. Or that, I really hate <laughs> that, that was version. a thing. Like, now that they've done it, can they just mutate him more to look more like a goddamn lizard? Yeah, just do that. Give like, him alligator jaws. Like, just, give him a big dumb alligator face. Let him be a lizard that hates mammals. and Which, which he was, but it was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have some, a some, feeling Rhino won't be a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Paul Giamatti, they can the, the fact him. that these set picks I've seen match up 100% with all the footage I've seen no, so No, I hear far. he's a total joke in the movie and beaten pretty fast. It I looks that it way. Yeah. And that was also my problem. that When we saw Cap, the Amazing Spider-Man trailer, I was like, you're showing me five different fight scenes in here. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have many more than that. Like, I, I want at least one fight scene that I didn't know was in the film. Yeah. But those, the new footage looked like great Spider-Man footage. It did. No, Whatever was taking Spider-Man place inside that silo right. and looked really cool. Spider-Man looked right. And that's yeah. that's all I want. Well, he he looked that. better than Sam Raimi, who is a more competent and better director. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's not even the director at that point. It's who's ever animating the CG. It's the animators. So. It's not. I don't think so. He has ultimate control and, his, and gets to dictate the Please. vision. That what? guy, that Sony is cracking the whip on him so much. He's probably. Yeah, come on. Perhaps. All right, but anyway, we're running. We have gone so long. We haven't talked about Captain America. Spoiler zone. Spoiler. <laughs> no oh, we need the crows. Henry, are you going to crow <laughs> about? Uh, are you going to crow about Captain America? I'm going to crow about it. Yeah, that's what? good. That's I mean, good news because uh, I really. Let me see if I can get there. It is. 
That's not crows. It's a sexy siren. I've got something to crow about. It's going to take like a couple of minutes. That's fine. That's fine. All right. I'll, hey, wait. I'll alert you when you can say it. Okay. All right. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, was amazing. It really was. I, I liked it a lot, it's ridiculous. It was. Uh, it, I liked Avengers more, but uh, I would still say Avengers is above it in my mind. But, Avengers uh, is, is great in a like spectacle sense. But Winter know. Soldier was like, this is, I do think, crazy. maybe the best Marvel movie. I think it's the one that will hold up. The best so far. It told the best story. Like as a film, it really yeah. works. Like Cap is portrayed. Like it was a great grounded story. And even when the super superhuman supernatural aspects of it come into play, they still fit. But it never seems like am so improbable because you mm-hmm. at this point you've bought into this world. So they just go, oh yeah, they're up there because of repulsors, thanks to Stark. And every one of the audience is like, got it. Yep. Like, it, it's That's, not. It's not outrageous. It anymore. wasn't treating well, and it also wasn't treating like a dumbass. Well, I, like, I, I, we mentioned that when talking to Greg, he's like, oh, "I like it too." And like it, the Marvel films had the luxury of working within an established universe, and the yeah. comics have always had that for all of us. Yeah, as long as we've been reading. But that most established- films don't operate like that. The fucking Harry Potter movies, which like the whole world has read these books, they'll start off a movie by referencing like. Oh, it's it's Voldemort. Voldemort, the man who came back to life and came, like the Marvel the one movie, who killed your parents. And you did, yes, does, yeah. Like Captain America does none of that. It just assumes mm-hmm. you know this, and if you don't, you'll figure it out later and feel rewarded. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it, what hurts. Uh, that it has what hurt other comic book films in the past. I, even when I, they have the second movie, I would just say like, other well, se- other sequels. Other se- it does, it did sequels, things that sequels yes, yeah. do not do, and it's by like re- we gotta catch the audience up in what's happening. They do not fucking mm-hmm. bother. They, yeah, they do, they have Black Widow fucking show up. And mm-hmm. Like nobody even says, "Hey, this is Black Widow. She's a super and spy." That's like, your first nah, Marvel movie. There. Why is Scarlett Johansson here? Like, yeah, that's the audience. Why she got red hair? Why she? But it's more like sexy? because it's because it's a competent movie. It doesn't have to tell you this is Black Widow, a crack exactly. secret eight. Because you you'll eventually find, get to that. You will understand as mm-hmm. the movie goes on. You don't need to know everything. They about show it. by doing. Yeah. Too. Um, then also my. Wait, you, wait, what, how do you want to talk about this, Henry? Well, let's. We can start from the beginning. No, but no, I got a crow about this. Uh, is a Carnival Cruise? Or? There we go. I've got to crow about this. Uh, starting from the top, I thought Cap was awesome. Captain yeah. America in the film was awesome. Like he, no, he himself was. He sucked. Well, he's in the comparison in the first Avenger. He sucks. Like yeah. he threw his uh, shield once, and I feel like. Not once, but I feel like he barely threw a shield. Yeah, it barely ne- bounced off stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never got a sense that he was, uh, you know, top of the line super soldier, mm-hmm. hyper capable. It was just a kind of good, most guy. dangerous man in the room kind of feeling. And yeah. this movie, almost immediately, the fir- as soon as they go on the boat in the opening, it's not quite the very beginning of the movie, but very early. When when he lands on the boat, and a, a lot of this was in the footage that came out, like you know, promoted like two minutes of uncut footage where he's mm-hmm. on a boat. Um, and the little Batrock nod, which is also amazing that I they use a yeah. uh, completely you know joke character from the comics treated super well. Well, it was cast as an MMA fighter. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, that, yeah. Big time UFC, a champ, George St. Pierre, GSP is really? they call him. Yeah. Yeah. So they throw him on a couple of wires and have him fight Captain America. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I mean, a lot of that, like, I don't know how much of that was wires, but I mean, that dude probably knows how to move and orchestrate himself. That's so. what I love, that it was a, a long shot. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. pull the camera back, they're like, these are just two guys fucking fighting. And I loved that he speaks to him in French and says, I thought you were more than the shield. Puts uh, He puts away the shield, takes his helmet off, and then in French replies to him, let's see. Yeah. 
It was that, so cool. Yeah. That's something I didn't notice until afterwards. Like, uh, the directors who are primarily known for episodes of Community. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they did direct Yumi and Dupree. Yumi and Dupree. Whoa. <laughs> they really wow. did. Again, then like, they went to TV jail. Fucking, and now this is them getting out of TV. crazy. Like, I don't know how Marvel picks these people, but it's amazing that the faith, something in them. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're affordable, for one thing. Well, I, I think there's something. I, I heard Kevin Feige in an interview like saying, like, do you understand the characters? That's cool. Yeah. Do, you, do you not know how to shoot an action sequence? We have hundreds of people to help you with that yeah it's yeah. more important that you get the other thing yeah and the action the fight scenes in this were the best of any marvel movie period yeah and, and among the best i've seen in any movie late, yeah. lately that elevator fight scene alone like yeah, really somebody cool. you couldn't you couldn't trust a lot of other action any action film to shoot like you are this is a fight scene that takes place in like a four by four yeah. room like, but i mean again that whole, get out that whole opening on the boat where, like, within the first 30 seconds of that boat scene, it's just like, this is why Captain America is so great. Mm-hmm. Like, is he, he going to need a parachute? Like, No, he's not. He doesn't need a parachute. Well, that's, that's no, cool in and of itself. But, like, he gets on, systematically and near silently demolishes everyone on the boat before <laughs> anyone else even lands. Yep. And the, that, the, the, the fucking shield, the way it's bouncing, mm-hmm. the sound effects they used to... Mm-hmm. and. Everything about that scene, I was like, "This is incredible." For some reason, the bullets bouncing off his shield later in the movie. Oh like, yeah, I'm well, like, what, when the Gatling is, gun is yeah, uh, like, or the is, minigun, and he points it at. The I don't know why this sounds better than bullets coming off of any other object, <laughs> but it it sounds different. And like, if you do respect it as vibranium, a metal that we do not actually have, like, yeah, if it's not going to make a mark on the shield, that's kind of the sound it would make. Yeah. What I also liked was, oh, but I did. It, okay. uh, it didn't. It didn't occur to me at the time. I read in reviews like, yeah, they were like, uh, I think Marvel had tasked them with like, we would like this to be a more political espionage thriller kind mm-hmm. of film. Yeah, it, and that's what they went with. It was a '70s style thriller to the point they hired Robert Redford. Robert Redford, like, yeah. and, and uh, it most of the movie is practical effects. Obviously, the helicarriers were a little bit of stop motion, uh, uh, yeah. but but the rest of the movie is like. All real shit. It, like it felt very real. They're not in green screen scenes. No, that, it the, was Nick, uh, the Nick Fury scene. Yeah, alone is a fucking that is, was is a great. perfect act, action. Oh sequence. yeah, perfect that, action scene. Which is why I feel this movie like it's it's a completely apt comparison to say this is the Dark Knight of mm-hmm. the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. In that all the all the super extent, yeah. like it. I'm not saying it's on par with that. That mm-hmm. anyone's the Joker equivalent of Heath Ledger's performance. That's not what I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. within the Marvel universe, this is their Dark Knight as of right now. Mm-hmm. The movie that is this works regardless of whether or not you like Captain America. If you like film before, if you like films, and I am by if the you way, like films with like good storytelling. Remember talking to my good friend action. Julia? I was surprised by how many people who don't like Captain America or yeah. think they don't like Captain America. Yeah. Well, and, and he's this always a, seemed like a big fuddy. He yeah. do, he because everybody knows who he is and what he looks like, and it's. It is stupid. <laughs> yes. But and, this movie is already destroying the original's gross and is yeah. already outperforming Dark World. So And, and yeah, Dark World and Iron Man. It it's approaching Iron Man 3 territory now. Uh, not global, that's for All sure. All right, not global. But, but it's it's definitely doing way better than the first one because it's such a goddamn good movie. What I also And it's got such good word of mouth from being yeah. so good. I also love that, like, it felt, even in Avengers, like, he always had a shield. And a shield was important to him. But, like, in this movie... It, it is part of him. Like, yeah, it really is. He ca- he throws, he catches it. Like he when when they God, have when to, he takes down that fucking hell jet that thing so that's great. off his motorcycle, and you're like, oh, God. or or when they <laughs> get when they get to the old base, and like 
They got to open that door. Okay, clang, shield just cuts the cuts through the wire. He could open that door, however, but yeah. they're like, no, he's got his shield. He's, he's going to fucking use that shield. Yep. And also that in Avengers, Cap was the was the eyes of the audience. I've, I heard Whedon describe mm-hmm. it that. He, that's how he used him in Avengers because he was the most human of the group mm-hmm. or most the normal. Surrogate. Yeah, he was the audience surrogate. But that also meant that he kind of he didn't have much to do in the giant mm-hmm. fight of New York. Like he he did have stuff to do in just being like I'm the general. You go there. You yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't beat up anybody. It's and he still the weak. scene. The the two seconds where Iron Man shoots a beam at Cap and then Cap blasts so the shield around. Great. Like I almost cried. <laughs> like that's yeah. just like oh god. But so now without super powered dudes over overshadowing him. Cap could do all this awesome shit. And he's like, I don't even need a fucking magic hammer. I got this shield. Clang. When he's just like breaking through doors. And I even love when he like. I love that. Him yeah. just smashing through I, those And doors. I love when he's running top speed but uses the shield to just hit the wall as hard as he can so he doesn't have to actually slow down running. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not. Like that wasn't a bit that was like, oh, he's running so fast he got clumsy. It's mm-hmm. like, no, the shield is going to eat all the impact. So what's the fastest way to get around a 90-degree turn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Run full speed into the wall and then just keep running. Like, don't slow yeah. down and, and like, and Being a yourself. master of uh, ballistics and trajectory. Yeah. He's just like, bam. Up. And yeah. then it's like, yeah, that's... And then you get into I did, the Winter I, Soldier himself, and it's like... He was great. He yeah. was fantastic. The metal, he, was the, he was the Terminator. Like, he really was the Terminator. He had a theme that kept replaying every time he showed up that was mm-hmm. very Terminator-esque. I noticed that. Um, but, I did, yes. But then also, uh, it sounded like Terminator mixed with the Joker's... Yeah, it was somewhere in between those two things. But uh, I like that he else. like it's called the Winter Soldier. But I yeah. read the Winter Soldier, and then like, well, I already know everything. I didn't know anything that was going to happen. Yeah, the it movie has, actually is about Hydra and Shield. Yeah, it's, it's uh, being it's, about Bucky. Bucky is just tangential. Are we? To, so we're in full spoiler territory. I said spoilers. At I, the I'm very just I'm just confirming. Yeah, the biggest reveal for me mm-hmm. was Sharon Carter. Really? Yeah. At the very well, end. When the second she said, I'm Agent 13, I was like, ding, I know, Agent 13 is Sharon Carter's It didn't, it didn't click with me, that. and it's like, because they, they do film it like a reveal. Yeah. And, like, she, she's not even a huge character. Well, and, she is in the comics. No, like, no, I'm, but... I, and I'm betting she will be back in Cap 3. Oh, and be sure. as, and, and she's like a, She's not how I pictured her being cast. Mm, not Sharon, pretty enough? I didn't say that, but, like... TV pretty? No, she, but she's she's very pretty. She's a unique, attractive person mm-hmm. rather than, come on, dude. Every fucking panel lover is cliched, blonde, fat fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. She's, like, no, she looked, she's a supermodel in the comics. Yeah, so yeah I'm she's, not, she's I'm a not, supermodel in the comics. I'm so not that. saying the actress isn't gorgeous. She's just like, that is not how I expected them to cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Maria Hill is gorgeous and like, Colby, Colby Smulders is a little weird, but she's still mm-hmm. model, attra- like your typical attractive lady. But uh, yeah, the, the I loved just seeing. She the, had the weakest. She had the strangely had the weakest part. Yeah, mm. I can't believe they got her to show up for that. Yeah, <laughs> she had like nothing to say or do. It's like an afternoon of for her. Like you're just like. Yeah, but it's weird because like a lot of these people usually have like, oh well, why isn't she in the Shield show as much? Because uh, she's probably doing something else. Yep. Well, why well, isn't she I, in this movie as much? Oh, probably because probably because she's in the Shield show. But more. Uh, she, no, she's in none of this ever. She's in How I Met Your Mother, which just ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, and also apologies for spoiling How I Met Your Mother last week. <laughs> I, the end of How I Met Your <laughs> did Mother. Did you get, end up getting shit for that? Somebody did, and I'm I'm sorry if you're still listening. If you didn't quit listening after that one, thank you, and I'm sorry. Uh, well, I mean, it is weird that the ending was they announced she will the be season back. before the mother died, and then she bought lottery <laughs> tickets, and then the whole last season was a dream. I had to justify this to someone at a. I've never fucking seen the show. 
Because they, uh, never mind. We don't. This uh, is not about. That, that was all that, Roseanne, that show, by the way. No, I, I, I do not even know yeah, how that show they ended. Won the lottery. So Roseanne died. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, if somebody dies in this, they just met mother, Smulders, that's we'll be, not will be fault. back as Maria Hill on Agents of Shield. And yeah. I, oh man, Agents of Shield. I didn't, I didn't watch, watch this week's. I had somebody had watched it, and they were like, "You want it spoiled?" I was like, "Yeah." And then when he told me. The big change that came this week, I was like, "Whoa!" I, gotta I don't start watching know, the I don't show. I want to know what that is personally, and so please don't say it. No, but, but the idea that, like, obviously the events of the of Captain America: Winter Soldier will have to have ramifications in that show, and I'm like, of that'll course. probably happen next season, or it'll happen in a couple weeks, or they'll figure it out now. No, they had it figured out and shot, and mm-hmm. cohesively slotted in. Within for the day, within three out. days of the movie coming out, yeah. Agents well, that episode Shield, was in production probably when the movie was still, all wrapped I, up. Dude, well, I still think that's it's still a amazing feat. they lined that's it up. A, that's an yeah. incredible feat. So I, I read an interview with the Fee Eagy about mm-hmm. this too, uh, that he he said they were starting to work on the Shield film, and they said he said, "Okay, but I need to tell you what the plot of Captain America <laughs> Two is because at the end of this, there's not there isn't a Shield." I'm like ooh. We'll we'll find a way to deal with that. But thanks for telling. It us. looks like like we. I guess we can just come out and say that that they're at the that is the Hydra infiltrated shield when Armin Zola showed up. That was, I was amazing. Like, oh, that uh, getting so Armin Zola awesome. in there was uh, the artificial bleh. intelligence of Armin Zola. To show I had a split up, second where I couldn't tell because the whole movie I was waiting for some seeds of Ultron. I was really uh, waiting for that. Mm-hmm. And then, and I thought Insight would turn out to be Ultron when they flipped it on, mm-hmm. or at least an AI that then would make a body or something. Uh, and then when they went into the bunker, and then when a high pitched squawky voice came on with just mm-hmm. a camera, I was like, "Oh shit, is this Ultron? Like, is this like the beginning?" Uh-huh. And then when the face showed up, I was like, "Wait, what? Oh my god, it's Arnim!" <laughs> like that was yeah. Really cool. I even for I had forgotten he was a character yeah, in the I first too. movie. Like, and I, 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 I it was wanna... just Truman Capote in the first. I know. Film. I. I, I, I feel like i've said this before so it probably was said in the show but i enjoyed captain america first avenger a lot more mm-hmm. after seeing avengers yeah because it is yeah. it, it is kind of lost as a building block to avengers it and, is like the foundation yeah and you yeah. can't appreciate it until you look at it i've seen avengers how do they tell the story of captain america oh this is very elegant and amazing mm-hmm. and like un, unreasonably well shot and it looks great yeah the and, the Though the, so the other spoil like that yeah that it was Hydra had infiltrated Shield over decades and that Robert Redford it was Hydra the whole time, like I the and the Hail Hydra thing with Gary Shandling bring back Gary Shandling who yes, was the joke character he's from Iron Man two Marvel continuity yeah Isn't and then that he was wonderful? Hydra the whole time yeah which when, yeah. when you go back and watch Hi Iron Man you, two Mr. you're Stark. like wow that's a completely that's like, why I said fuck you Mister Stark yeah, yeah that's why he was so hateful to Stark yeah I I, I liked that. I like that Hydra. I thought it was a waste that it seemed to be like, oh, Hydra was just defeated in World War II. There is no Hydra. Like, I and then at the end, so I've, I I'd read up on this in like secrets that are hidden in there. One of the things is that end see, scene mm-hmm. should have been obvious, but it wasn't. It was directed by Joss Whedon. Like it was from Avengers Avengers Two production. Mm, I assume and so. Baron von Strucker is in Ultron. It was just cool to first to see Baron von Strucker. I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, the the actual the comic book head of Hydra." Yeah. And I had to explain that to coworkers uh, this week when I came back. They're like, "So who's the guy with the monocle?" I was like, "Well, that's Baron von Strucker. He is Hydra." Like, they made Red Skull the start of Hydra. Who and he has controlled Hydra in the past, but that Baron von Strucker is it. And then they have the twins who were mentioned on the Shield TV show. They brought up the twins. And the twins are Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. 
A small detail that I did appreciate, and they did it already in Avengers with a picture of Natalie Portman, but there are pictures of the cast of First Avenger, even if they're not in the movie. There there is new footage Mm -hmm. and new things, let's say shot, because they're pictures. Of Tommy Lee Jones and Hugo Weaving. Yeah, that yeah I the, like that. I miss the small detail. I do miss. I want Red Skull to come back. I, I do feel like too. I have read. I have read that Hugo Weaving said he hated the makeup and never wants to do it again. And if they didn't sign him for multiple films, he's comfortable enough that if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to. Have you like, ever seen Hugo Weaving's business card? No. It says I'm available. Because <laughs> he always is. He'll be Megatron if you want him to. But okay, here's another. Uh, then there was a Stephen Strange moment, which was awesome. Yeah, like, it was just really cool. Hearing the word Stephen Strange, like mm-hmm. you guys are thinking about this. And then this was one. Did you guys tell me about this? Or I forget where I heard it from. But all right, one of the best cameos in the film is Abed. Yeah, Abed or Danny Pudi is in it. Mm-hmm. And the Russo brothers directed episodes of Community, most famously the paintball episodes for the, yeah, the modern, modern Warfare. It's called. Yeah, and so. Just seeing Abed in the film was awesome. Like just seeing Danny Pudi show up, but there the person pointed out to me that he's saying like, "No, I heard he was in Afghanistan." I they they made a good case that he's talking about Iron Man. He's saying why Iron Man isn't there because we talked about that afterwards. Like, well, if Shield is being destroyed, where the fuck is it? At least yeah. Iron Man. So when he says he's in Afghanistan, he's doing the Abed thing of explaining a mm. continuity error that people would have a problem with. Mm. That he is now saying, like, well, he's, I heard he was in Afghanistan last. Like, we did try to contact Captain America, or try to contact Iron Man. He's not here. Hmm. I, I thought that was a really, I like that idea. Because when he came on screen, I'm like, shit, Danny Booty Abed. And then I'm like, wait, Chris, focus. Yeah. Is he playing... Abed as yeah. a character, I've never seen Danny Pudi act anything else. Yeah, I was immediately like, hour. how's he going to act? And then after that, he had no more dialogue. Yeah. Yes. So I uh, also, Crossbones was... That was Crossbones, yeah. I, I've read a lot of Crossbones comics, but he had no... I didn't know his name, but it was that I guy's either, name yeah. the whole time. But the fact he survived and got that much time, it was pretty mm-hmm. clear. Like, when he's fighting Falcon, you're like, this guy seems awfully important. He's more important than the other thugs who had no lines. Yeah. So, I, yeah. so that really does set up Cap 3 to be... Cap and Sharon Carter will go after to find Bucky and get him to be unbecome Winter Soldier. And Falcon. And we Falcon. didn't even say Fal- Falcon was cool. Yeah. I liked Falcon. Falcon like was the one thing I was sort of, how's this going to go? And it was fucking great. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Great. that Anthony was, Mackie was really good. Yeah, but, dude. The, but the actor not, was amazing. And also, uh, now that Black Widow's secrets are out, I feel mm-hmm. like her, her relationship to S.H.I.E.L.D. is over. Yeah. Her... She needs to go on the run like she said she is and she's inventing a new cover or whatever. So that sets up that kind of ties her up. Like yeah. story plot line wise, she has to show up in Avengers 2 because of contracts. <laughs> so she will, but that I know they're very clearly wanting to get a Black Widow movie made and I want that movie. I want it too. But there really isn't a room a yeah. place for her in Cap 3. No. So like, that means like outside of Avengers 2, like what do you do with this character? You need to try to make this movie because <laughs> We still only have Catwoman and Elektra, and please, someone prove them wrong. Like it's not that women heroes don't sell tickets; it's you made two crappy movies. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't make a good movie starring women, and no one showed up. Yeah. Like yeah. I actually, it. Part we're of, still barely talking about the Winter Soldier. I loved. The, oh, sorry. I love just the visual of him punching the shield. Like it's, yeah. it was a key one from the comic, yeah, but it yeah, was yeah. just so cool. His their fights were just awesome. They like, were all great. So. Just them fighting over that knife yeah. was was so awesome looking. It made it, there was there was uh, 
like every match, every time they fought, it felt high stakes and it felt intimate and intense. It didn't feel like nobody shooting lasers at each other. They didn't really <laughs> even shoot that many guns at each other because they're both so easy to disarm other people. Mm-hmm. Like they're made to disarm each other. Yeah, I love. But then it. Black Widow, who was even kind of like in over her head when you get when her soldier involved, was like just. Did a great job of displaying like her ability to escape, her ability to sneak attack, her ability mm. to that she's mis- the master spot, yeah, misdirection and all this, and even just the simplest thing of her jumping off a bridge using that uh, grappling hook. Mm. That's a very comic booky thing, like that she does a lot. Yeah, and I like that. A lot. Even like thinking back to the first time I ever remember reading a comic with her in it, which was Infinity Gauntlet, probably one or two, mm-hmm. when like a building is collapsing and she jumps, shoots the thing, swings, catches a girl. And then tries to run back in and save someone else, and it collapses. And oh yeah, yeah. But then it's like that's a very it. Mm-hmm. It did such a good job of when a it's in any other movie, it's it's the town. It's a bunch of goons and guns shooting at each other on an armor uh, because of an armored car, and the thing they're chasing her why is almost irrelevant within this second. But then the moment she jumps off, does that? It's like oh right, there's superheroes in this movie. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I was going that. It, uh, Natasha, for whatever reason, I want nothing, want no prequels at all, mm-hmm. except for the more they talk about her backstory, like kind of like to see her backstory. The red that's in her ledger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The red ledger, they could call it. The red ledgers. Mm-hmm. Black Widow. The, the Scarlet red ledger. ledger. I also, <laughs> I, I do like that the Black Widow. They keep changing up her hair, which they did in the comics too. Her yeah. hair changed up a lot, so because yeah. she came in with like really tight curls. And like long, too. And really long. long tight, yeah. And then in Avengers. It's kind of a bob. Or, well, not a bob. Totally but, different. And yeah. this totally different. But it's good. And I also like, she got to be funny. Like, not yeah. she got to be real funny. I, I love the line of like, I only act like I know everything. Cap. Yeah. Like, seriously. Her and uh, Nick Fury and um, Black Widow are generally the most boring characters mm-hmm. in all of the films. And they've got really, really great spotlights in Times to Shine. Well, now Nick Fury can't be like the Deus Ex Machina who just shows up like, oh, I figured it out. I got you the thing. Well, you just, if you, and you know, that, like the Avengers without S.H.I.E.L.D. That's the thing. In the future, in, in Avengers 2, there's no S.H.I.E.L.D. to put together the Avengers. So now they will be at Stark Tower, Avengers Tower. Right. Like there, there'll be yeah. a private concern. And that also pointed out, uh, since there's the whole gyms thing going on in the background, mm-hmm. Hydra has Loki's staff. Which, which teleported lo- people. Which right? well teleport well Which what it, no, it was mind. It no, controlled it was, people's that, and that's minds. the suspicion is that it's the mind gem because you tap it and it takes over their mind, as mm-hmm. was all through Avengers. And he got all those people to bow to him because he had the mind. Yeah. yeah. So that's the suggestion. But then it's also like why would Thanos give away one of the gems yeah. when his purpose is to get them all? And my answer to that is this happens all the time in comics where or any movie, any storytelling at all, where a big villain gives a lesser villain, a shard of his power to go do something. A like, horror crux. Please take mm. care of this simple thing for me because I've got bigger problems. And then they fail, and you're like, "How the fuck did you fail <laughs> and lose the, like the important thing?" Mm. Yes. So it could be the mind gem, and now it's floating around, and so that means the aether's probably power could Definitely also. Aether. It was red. It's it was red. red, but it could also be uh, what uh, space because or reality because at the end it was all about making it was portals teleporting and, and moving moving That's space true. and time. Although that might have been just the nine realms overlapping. Well, no, it, it was the nine realms overlapping. Yeah, so, I think it was power. Power, and then uh, what's the other one? Well, um, we know Asgard. I think they said they had two. The so. Tesseract was that was space because that allowed people to okay, teleport around. All right. Well, anyway, 
Uh, but yeah, I'm just all right. But that Winter Soldier was awesome. That's, it was. That's all I'm saying. Go see. It yeah, was a great episode. So good. All right. Uh, but yeah, boy. All right. I, I just this week's forum question is. Winter Soldier thoughts. We've we've Please. done this before with the movies. I like, want to talk about. I want to maybe see it this weekend again. We can talk about it more. It is great. Yeah. It, the only thing I wish, I wish Robert Redford had been the Red Skull. Like it, I was. Really, Red Skull's done that before. Yeah, like, I was hoping he would just be like psych and take off his thing and he's the Red. I was really hoping because the way he dies at the end of the first cap is like he didn't die. No, he was teleported to appear in the sequel. That's yeah, like sure. he was literally transported through time to be Megatron and then show up as Red Skull later. <laughs> but at least my favorite cameo in the entire film is Robert Redford opening a fridge and seeing a jar of Newman's own <laughs> spaghetti sauce. That was good. It's beautiful. it's beautiful. I just love that scene in general that it's so... You see him as... You think one thing at the mm-hmm. beginning of the scene and then it you think, oh, he's been surprised by this guy. He's going to be killed. He's saving his uh, servant, his domestic's life by telling her to go home and not acting like anything's a problem. Then he goes... Hey, you're fucking up with your job. They're like, oh, he's in charge of this guy. And then she comes back and he's like, you shouldn't have seen this. Kills her. Like, yeah. it was such a cool. I feel like I a lot of scenes wouldn't get ago. that thinky. Here's a giant actor no, who that, might die immediately. It is he the, will be a villain and gone by the end of this movie. It is the Roger Ebert rule of mm. the economy of characters. If you have a very famous mm. actor who seems to be uh, that not the main villain of the film or hero... He will be. He will be by the end of the movie. Like we all kind of knew that. Yeah. I also just like the Robert Redford, who he doesn't need this, but he's like, eh, I'll be in one of these super things. You My great grandchildren so? love these. And we do forget yeah. that Robert Redford is awesome. He, he's great. He doesn't act very much anymore. He's his book great. made him seem like a dick. That, not his book. The mm. um the book about indie films in the nineties. Just mm. that he was just a very distant guy. Like. Not bad, but just distant and definitely like a limousine Sorry, liberal. He was busy uh, creating art that'll last forever in a medium through which you can distribute and promote independent films. No, I, yeah. Stupid jerk. Did you, say, did you guys recognize Brubaker? Ed Brubaker? I did. I didn't. I, I heard he's in the scene with... Uh... Well, when they're deprogramming the, uh, the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. okay yeah. With Christopher Guest's brother. <laughs> he was the other guy. Didn't he was that. the guy who did all the talking... Uh, Brubaker just kind of stands there doing his best to be like, I don't want to fuck up this scene. <laughs> but, uh, and I read through his Twitter that he went to premieres in LA and the show. He's like, and the theater let him go out and be like, hey, I'm Ed Brubaker. I created the Winter Soldier. You'll see my name in the thing and look for me in the movie. Like, that's just cool. I like yeah, this. Really I like they got it, to and again, if you, if you haven't read the Winter Soldier bit mm-hmm. by now, it's fantastic. Get the Ed Brubaker. Start with number one, Captain America 2004. Yeah. Starts with Out of Time. Seamlessly bleeds into Out of Winter Time Soldier. Is fantastic. Out of Time is great, and it seamlessly bleeds into Winter Soldier. And then read that comic until it stops, because so you will not regret a single moment. Yeah, it's so awesome. All right, so Captain America thoughts in the forums and plugs. Uh, Laser time this week. We are talking about versus movies. If it didn't make sense by the headline, we, uh, it's used too much ironically, tongue in cheek, fucking postmodern these days. But the mm-hmm. blank versus blank sort of. I wanted. We had talked about doing crossover films, but I just like the idea of like films where people like one guy versus another guy, mm-hmm. where that's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I love it when that happens, and we wanted to see how many of those we could find. So versus films, you know, we could have we didn't one that didn't make it in there. Changing lanes, 
Yes, that's it a is. good example. It's just been Affleck and Samuel Jackson. Yeah, like fighting one another with their only their only it's weapons like, they have. Fuck you. No, fuck you. So what was weird about that movie was the whole ad campaign made it seem like, oh, these guys are just assholes and are going to totally dig into each other. And then you get the movie, they're like completely reasonable. Like mm-hmm. they never go stark raving mad. It's like... The whole movie you're waiting for, like, one of them's no, going to push all... it too far. And it's like, no, they just this get into... This is just what t- fucking men do when I they, guess, feel, yeah. they feel jilted. And I described it to you at the time, like... No, I wanted, to, like, a whole movie whereas the montage sequence in Rushmore mm. where Fisher lets loose the bees and Bill Murray runs over his bike. Right, yeah, It's yeah, a yeah. great scene, like, yeah. but there are... Like, and I, I suggested... I'd never even seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but somebody suggested it to me. Uh, it might build to that, but War of the Roses is awesome. Like two mm-hmm. people getting divorced and a man and a wife fighting one another, like mm-hmm. literally fighting one another for an entire movie. And then VG Empire, right? Uh, VGEmpire.com, video game music podcast. Most recently did, uh, well, an April Fool's joke that's now long since over. Uh, <laughs> then we did a special episode so all about a specific Famicom CD that came out in Japan, so it's a lot of early NES music. It was great. Um, we got a new, mu- new episode next week uh, with a guest host. <gasps> and we've done other episodes this year with Prop of the Rapper and Metal, Persona. Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid episode was recently, but uh, VGEmpire.com can find it. We recorded a new cheap podcast. Ooh. I don't know when it'll be up, but it is our WrestleMania feelings, which was recorded before the uh, untimely demise of Warrior, who <laughs> also go. was a comic book writer. But... That's my recommendation of the week, the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> comic. It's probably <laughs> great. When he tortures Santa Claus. It is. One oh, one, one last plug. Um, it's tax time, and <laughs> yeah, laser time. PayPal button. I don't, I'm too hurt to say. So you have to else. do it. So you have to we're, add it to the taxes next year. We're in. We're in need now to help. Well, the money we had set aside for the, the compressor and that new computer is. Uh, uh, it's true. This computer does shut down on its own. Is negative. We we don't want to guilt you guys into it. Hey, whatever you can plug. give, whatever you can give. If maybe your your friends at Laser Time could use a little a uh, little help, and maybe we'll find new ways to sell something to you. Maybe a co- a commentaries tracks is coming. Uh, there's a movie I hate that I'd love to yell at. I think I know which one I want to do too. But anyway, that we'll leave you with that little tease. And until next, that, that was like the post credits tease in Captain America. Which could you believe those fucking people that were leaving? Like, I still don't understand people leaving. Don't you fucking know? Way that? too many people to not understand the precedent being set here. Anyway, and until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!